This is Jason Kristoff for Podcast 157. It is October, October, <laughs> August 10th, 2022. You see anything strange out there? Anything weird going on? I'm seeing some stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about you. If you want to keep getting this podcast, make sure you get on my email list, my private email list. You not only get the Kristoff Report, it goes out five times a week. At the bottom of the Kristoff Report, it always links to the podcast page in case you want to stay connected. Always email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. I'll get your email address when you email me. And if you have any questions, just let me know. And today we're going to talk about the Starbucks logo. And I'm heavily focused on Starbucks for many, many reasons. I've done a whole podcast on the detriment of coffee. I might have done two, and I'll make sure they're in the show notes. I'll make sure there's a link to the book called Caffeine Blues by Stephen Chernisky. Caffeine is really, really bad for you, but we're just going to do the logo first. And we're probably, even though I don't really want to get into how bad coffee is, I'm sure it'll come up and I can describe not only why it destroys you mentally and physically, but I'm going to give you an explanation that will clearly make you understand that it's a mind control drug. There's two very simple defense mechanisms in your mind. One is a rational and logical part of the brain, which you really do want on, and coffee shuts it off. And when that logical and rational part of the brain gets shut down, but when you shut down the logical and rational part, this is the optimal part for defense of yourself, this other one basically steps to the forefront and takes over the primary defense of you. And that secondary one is not good for your long-term consequences in your life, to say the least. And coffee shuts down the logical, rational part and brings the secondary defense mechanism to the forefront. And this is the basis of mind control, is bringing the secondary mechanism to the forefront. So what we'll do right now is we'll talk about the logo, which is a siren. I'm not too sure if people understand what a siren is. That's the Starbucks logo. It's a siren. It's a mythical maritime creature that would beckon sailors onto the rocks and as the ship would wreck itself on the rocks the sirens would eat the sailors alive <laughs> and that's what Starbucks is really all about metaphorically it beckons people into the store there's nothing in there that's healthy for you it's just caffeine toxins caffeine's a toxin as well and gluten now gluten destroys brain function i mean that's the base of the phrase bread and circuses gluten is the base of the phrase bread and circuses and what they used to do to govern large tracts of human beings they would always give them distractions so they would distract the slaves from their slave-based existences with various distraction-based rituals like fights in the Colosseum, sports games, etc., etc. But you want to focus on that phrase bread and circuses in regards to the bread. Now, bread is proven to cause brain damage because in bread, in wheat, there is a protein fraction called gliadin. And gliadin is undigestible for the vast majority of human beings. And as it sits in your intestinal tract and it will not be digested, the digestive system has various levels of attack 
on things that are undigestible. And as it keeps going back to try and redigest this undigestible protein fraction called gliadin over and over again, it increases the power of the digestion and this thing just won't digest and you'll sort of burn a hole right through your intestinal tract, which is really only microns thin. So it doesn't take a lot of effort to disrupt the integrity of your intestinal lining. And the reason it causes brain damage is they found that your intestinal lining is lined with the same tissue as your brain. Literally, it's your brain does occupy your skull, but it goes down through your intestinal tract as well. They call this the gut-brain complex. And this is what the average person isn't aware of is that their gut is heavily related to their IQ and their ability to think the health of their gut. And you can read this in books called Grain Brain and Wheat Belly, and we'll put some of those citations in the show notes so you can understand your IQ and your ability to think is directly related to the health of your intestinal tract. And this is why they have the siren on front of the Starbucks sign, because when you go in there, everything's going to give you brain damage. Now, coffee really causes a lot of health and brain dysfunction. And we'll put up a whole article called The 14 Things You Don't Know About Coffee in the show notes. And inside that article is a very simple, I think it's a very short video. It's only 35 seconds long. And you see a lady from the news station, ABC, she is at a hospital near an MRI machine. These are machines that can scan certain parts of the body and she's going to get her brain scanned. So she goes in the MRI machine before she drinks any coffee and she has regular blood flow to her, her brain tissue. And then she gets rolled back out. She sits up from the MRI machine. She downs one eight ounce cup of coffee, which is very small. I don't even think you can get an eight ounce cup of coffee at Starbucks, maybe a couple espressos. And then she lies back down, they insert her back into the MRI machine. And there's a doctor there and he's eyeballing the change in blood flow and oxygen to the brain. And he's kind of shocked, most likely because he's a coffee addict. And he sees that the before and after, the after she drank the coffee, the blood flow to her brain went down 40%. And he's eyeballing it. And in Stephen Chernisky's book, somewhere in there, he recounts sort of the same line of research and the official non-eyeballed percentage of oxygen deprivation and lack of blood flow to the brain is 52% after one eight ounce cup of coffee. So this is why there's a siren, an ancient mythical maritime creature that brings you to your ruin. That is the symbol that adorns the outside of all Starbucks stores. And when you go in, everything is just not fit for a maggot to consume. Everything in there will cause your premature death, a reduction in IQ. It will invoke brain damage, especially the coffee. Like there's nothing in there that's really natural. And if you want to count the sandwiches that are behind the glass you know, wall, you'll notice all the sandwiches are made with wheat. So you're getting the gluten. The gluten has glyphosate on it. Glyphosate causes cancer. We'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. And there's probably glyphosate and other pesticides that are on all the fruits and vegetables that are served at Starbucks. This is what Starbucks is for. It's a weapon of war. 
And it's not the only weapon of war. I've talked about this before. But in order to execute this modern warfare, you have to trick the enemies, which is us. The government sees us and the ruling 1% see us as the enemy. But they can't let us know. And they have to reserve the tanks and the artillery and the infantry and the missiles and everything like that. They got to reserve that for the cleanup crew. To get this war going, and it's been going for decades and decades, you have to disguise your attack on the public as commercial operations or government operations. And the primary weapon is always going to be poison, things that weaken the population physically, things that weaken the population mentally. So when you're going down the road today, you're going to the mall, you're going down these roads in most modern towns, where your best life goes to die. It's like the valley of death in the Bible. There's Wendy's on one side, Dairy Queen on the other side, McDonald's on one side, Kentucky Fried Chicken on one side, Eastside Mario's. And these things are there as modern World War III weapons so that you can be brought onto the rocks and completely wrecked. And when you're in this weakened state, this weakened mental state, this weakened physical state, they know that's when it's best to maybe get a little bit more tyrannical, get a little bit more bullying, get a little bit more pushy and potentially start the old way, the old World War II, the World War I way where, yes, there's some military on the street because you're so weakened you can't push back you couldn't see it coming your mental faculties are low and you're hyper compliant if we go to the primary foundations of how mind control works just let me explain this to you in very simple terms and i like starting off the story of mind control with explaining that this is the greatest love story ever told because there's a part of your brain, there's actually sort of two parts if you want to classify them, because they sort of have different functions, but they both love you. They sincerely love you. They take turns protecting you. I don't think they do it together, but when one's tired and off its game, the other one comes to the forefront and really tries to protect you with its unique defensive features. And this loving protection mechanism expresses itself in two major different ways. So the defense mechanism that's the best is the conscious mind. So let's picture myself holding up my left hand right now. Let's call that the conscious mind. And let's pretend that the conscious mind, my left hand, is more forward than my right. So I'm going to put my right I'm sitting up in a chair, I'm putting my right hand over my heart, and I'm putting my left hand sort of a foot out in front of me. And this is the optimal position for your survival. It really is. The left hand that is a foot out from my body is always scanning the environment. It's the conscious mind. So my left hand, that's sort of elongated out from my body, that's the conscious mind, and it is a scanner. It's scanning the entire environment. It's logically assessing things. It's rationally assessing things. And it's got the prefrontal cortex, which is a part of the brain just behind the forehead. It's high IQ. It knows how to analyze danger rationally and logically. It can judge long-term consequences of your decisions. 
This is the part of the brain, very simple. It's out there looking for threats, looking for maybe non-threats, assessing things in a logical and rational way, developing logical and rational solutions to any form of attack or any threat on yourself. And that's the optimal way that a human should be walking through their life. Now, let me tell you that the subconscious is my right hand that's over my heart. And it has fallen back and given the conscious mind the leeway and the respect to be the primary and more dominant defense mechanism most of the time. But the subconscious, which is again my right hand that's over my heart, it always has its eyes on the conscious mind in case the conscious mind gets too tired. Maybe it gets sort of off its game or off kilter a little bit. Maybe it starts missing its logical and rational functions. So the subconscious is always taking a hard look at the conscious and with care and grace and dignity and always almost kind of yelling out to the conscious on a regular basis, are you okay? How are you feeling? How are you functioning? Now, if the answer that gets given back by the conscious mind, if it is ever, I don't feel so good, my brain's not working so good, I don't think I can rationally analyze the situation, my brain function seems to be inhibited, the subconscious says, hey, I hear you, you don't look so good, why don't you go hit the shower, freshen up, I'm going to come to the forefront. Now, ladies and gentlemen, my right hand comes off my heart and comes a foot off my body. That's the subconscious mind coming out to execute its defense mechanism. My left hand is the conscious mind and it goes and takes a shower. Now, this switcheroo happens all the time. The unfortunate part is that the subconscious, it has its own very unique defense mechanism and it isn't good for you (laughs) if it's on too long. So again, the conscious mind, my left hand, if it's not feeling up to par, if the brain is not working in a logical or rational way, something's interfering with the brain function, the left hand, the conscious mind goes and takes a shower. It's almost like the subconscious says, you're not really looking too good. Go take a shower and freshen up. The subconscious comes to the forefront, starts flexing its defense mechanism. And unfortunately, the subconscious defense mechanism is obedience and compliance, go along to get along, and people pleasing. Because basically the way the defense mechanisms work, if the brain is broken, if it's shut down, if it's polluted, if it's toxic, it can't rationally or logically analyze the environment effectively. And so it volunteers to go take a shower and try and freshen up. And the subconscious will always say, hey, conscious mind, thanks for trying to do your job. Something's screwing up your brain function. I'm going to step ahead and I'm just going to kind of comply and go along to get along and people please and do what I'm told. I'll be reflexively obedient to whatever the herd wants me to do or whatever the perceived authority wants me to do. And the reason I just told this story is because this is what coffee is proven to do to your brain. And I'll put up the 
Fitz Springmeyer, I think his name is, and he has a PDF book. I hope I can find it. I'll put it in the show notes regarding all these chemicals that really upregulate mind control and brainwashing. And the reason these chemicals make brainwashing easier and make mind control easier, and caffeine is on that list, ladies and gentlemen, is because it invokes that switcheroo. Because caffeine is so toxic and it interferes with the brain function so effectively that your conscious mind, this logical and rational part of your defense mechanism, has to go take a shower because it knows it's not functioning properly. That's why the video in that article is so important to allow you to see that when you drink coffee, you get 50% less oxygen to the brain, 50% less blood flow to the brain. So the conscious mind looks back at the subconscious and says, you know, shit, I'm really screwed up over here. I can't think my way out of a paper bag. The subconscious, which is its partner, says, hey, conscious mind, no problem. I got your back, buddy. You go take a shower. When you get things clear again, when you can think clearly again, come back out because you're the primary defense mechanism. I don't want to be here all the time, but I will. But please come back because you're better at defending us with your logical and rational thought than I am being a reflexively obedient order follower. This is why the coffee's on every corner too, is that caffeine really invokes this switcheroo very, very effectively. Anybody drinking coffee has the subconscious part of the brain active, which means when the TV is on, when they read the newspaper, when they hear the government announcements and the government policy, you have this interface between your behavior and all that propaganda in that brain interface is supposed to be our logical and rational part of the mind, but it's hit the shower because you're drinking the caffeine. And then this very primal go along to get along, do what the tribe is doing, reflexively obedient, you become a reflexively obedient people pleaser and order follower. And this is what the people who rule us know. They know the switcheroo inside and out. This is another reason Starbucks is on every corner. And if you can believe it, and I'll put this in the show notes, that in 1987, Starbucks was about to go bankrupt and it had 37 stores. And oddly enough, here comes Bill Gates in 1987 and his dad, William Gates Sr., who was the head of Planned Parenthood, a eugenic operation. Planned Parenthood is a known eugenic operation, which means eugenics is where a ruling group decides who lives and who dies based on what they perceive as weak genes. The eugenicists are always trying to eliminate what they call the moron class or the useless eaters. So William Gates Sr. was the president of Planned Parenthood, and we'll put that up in the show notes. So these people are still doing the eugenics today, and how they're doing the eugenics is they're changing their approach, is that they're using chemicals like caffeine that do the switcheroo, send the conscious mind, the logical and rational protection center that should be active most of your life, most of your days, most of your hours, and it sends it to go take a shower. And the, the secondary defense mechanism, which is only supposed to be active, very minor part of your life, if you're drinking coffee, it's always active. It's active 24 hours a day, and it's being shown for you to turn off or send the subconscious mind back to its secondary position as its defensive position. You have to be off caffeine for at least three to six weeks in a row. So most people drink the coffee. They're having very 
various different forms of caffeine and they're wondering why they're being so compliant to evil they're being obedient to things that destroy them they're taking the shot they're sending their kids to school they're circumcising their boys when when they're born it doesn't matter what sort of retarded dictate you get from the tribe or the herd regardless of how inverted that command is if your secondary defense mechanism your subconscious mind is at the forefront because you're polluted with all these chemicals you'll do anything you're told and the people who rule us know that and i'll put up some mind control documentaries in the show notes so you can thoroughly investigate how old this group is how long they've known this and they used to do this poisoning ritual so many times throughout history i mean it was the egyptians that really came across this sort of technology if you go back it could be the sumerians or the babylonians they know about this part of the brain they know about the switcheroo they know how to turn logical and rational human beings that can see what's in front of them into reflexively obedient automatons and all you have to do is sort of take the conscious mind off its game or off its center or interfere with brain function which all toxic chemicals do and that's why the egyptians invented the beer for the slaves when they were building the certain monuments This is an old game. It's never gone away. And now Starbucks has 36,000 maybe. I might have that wrong. I mean, I think I checked a year ago. They had 32 or 33,000 stores. And they're not franchises, right? They're all owned and operated by the central hub, wherever that is. Isn't it interesting that this evolution of war, this World War III scenario, is all about tricking us to kill ourselves. And as we're killing ourselves with these chemicals, what's called a soft kill. Soft kill is the people are going to get murdered or or kill themselves over time. It's not fast, but it's very deceitful. You can get away with a lot of murder if the people are killing themselves. And this is what's going on, is these are not commercial entities entities in the way that you perceive them to be these are commercial entities in a world war three scenario where they're extracting your life force they're extracting your potential they're extracting your money and they're also accomplishing their goal at the same time because you become physically weak mentally weak and with the switcheroo between the conscious and the subconscious mind you become reflexively obedient to propaganda this subconscious mind is hardwired to look for repetitive themes and repetitive patterns and repetitive messages inside the environment and it will act out and mimic and mirror and emulate and copy those repetitive messages because that's the easiest way to be obedient to the herd you find out what the majority is thinking doing or saying through the repetitive analysis of what's going on in the environment and you mimic mirror and emulate what the most repetitive content is and that's why all propaganda is very very repetitive that's why propaganda is always on every media station all at the same time all at once 
because the subconscious is a slave to repetition-based mind control. And if you're having the coffee or the alcohol or any other chemicals, even the fake vanilla flavoring, even the fake strawberry flavoring, even the toxic plastic residue from the takeout cups, even the BPA, uh, the bisphenol A that coats the takeout sandwich bags. And we'll make sure to put a little documentary about how toxic BPA is, and it is in the sandwich bags. All these things interfere with the conscious mind, send the conscious mind to the shower, bring the secondary defense mechanism, your subconscious to the front. And that subconscious defense mechanism is just basically, I'm going to try to be safe by doing what I'm told. And again, the people who rule us, if you go through these mind control documentaries, they know this inside and out. They really do. And it's time the public understood that that's why everything around you is chemically toxic because it doesn't matter if it's the Teflon in your pan. It doesn't matter if it's the fluoride in your toothpaste. It doesn't matter if it's your hairspray, your Motrin, your Advil, your Tylenol, your birth control pill. It doesn't matter if it's the bounce sheets in your dryer. They're all toxic and they all disturb brain function to the point where most people are walking around where their subconscious defense mechanism of doing what they're told is the only defense mechanism they're flying in their life when really that defense mechanism is supposed to be activated so rarely that the human animal, the human collective is so easy to manipulate right now, the more toxic they are, the more easily they fall prey to repetition-based mind control because the subconscious mind is always at the forefront if the body's toxic. And that's why there's an attack on health because healthy people don't have their conscious mind in the shower. The brain works really well. Their conscious mind works really well. The rational and logical part of the brain works really well. So people that are healthier can see the con job a lot easier than people that are toxic. So I hope that makes some sense. I know I didn't get into everything I wanted to talk about regarding the Starbucks logo, especially the phrase Starbucks, which means the currency of the universe. Maybe I'll get into that another time is the star is a ancient symbol for the five elements of the earth and the fifth element is magic. There's a lot of magic going on in Starbucks, I can tell you that. So this is Jason Kristoff. If you, again, want to make sure you get this podcast, please email me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com, and we can always stay in contact. This is Jason Kristoff signing off. Thank you for listening.